Hey everyone, you're listening to Superwomen. Today's guest is Lisa Mayer, the founder of Boss Beauties. Whether you're a tech maven or you don't know an NFT from 5G, Lisa's story of Boss Beauties will leave you inspired. The NFT non-fungible token, look it up, gallery that sells digital images of strong independent women in bold, colorful shapes sold all of its first 10,000 images in 90 minutes. While it's certainly an emerging marketplace, Lisa saw the potential to utilize Web3 as a natural extension of her passion to mentor young women and girls by giving them access to opportunities that support their ability to create a career they love. Boss Beauties has now partnered with Barbie and Rolling Stone and has the honor of having their artwork displayed at the UN. As the digital market continues to expand into new territory, Lisa is there making sure that smart women are at the forefront. Take a listen. Lisa, welcome. I'm so glad we get to talk today. Rebecca, I'm so excited to chat. (laughs) So for those tuning in, I have known Lisa for quite a while and was beyond blown away with her incredibly successful NFT launch and the new company she started. So thought it was going to be great to have a conversation today. Absolutely. Rebecca, I remember, I think it was like 2016, um, I came to Fashion Week and brought some of the women in college that were part of my mentorship program. And they got to interview you with Teen Vogue and just go behind the scenes. And I mean, we've known each other since then. So excited. It's all come full circle and we can talk NFTs now. I know. So let's go back before NFTs. Uh, I remember we had a conversation at one of my store events many years ago. So will you dive into a bit about what you were working on and then how you transitioned and pivoted the business? Yeah, you know, so what I was working on in the past, um, it's similar to kind of the mission of what I'm doing now, but a totally different business model. Um, So in the past, you know, I was really passionate about mentoring the next generation of women. You know, I grew up and didn't really have a mentor, didn't have someone that I could go to when I was in high school or when I was in college. Um, so, you know, for the last decade before starting Boss Beauties, I was building a company called My Social Canvas, which at the heart of it was all about helping women and girls in college and high school, you know, Gen Z women design the career that they love. Um, we would bring them behind the scenes to, like I said earlier, to Fashion Week to meet inspiring women, role models like yourself, or you know, bring them to the New York Stock Exchange to see the opening bell and meet women that were leading in finance and in the stock market, you know, bringing them to different events to meet role models and mentors. We hosted an event with Apple and Verizon, which actually um, your team was involved with as some of our speakers. And we talked a lot about computer science and STEAM um, and technology and really giving them firsthand experience in different industries through mentorship. Um, And through that, we also launched, you know, different lifestyle products. We launched iPhone cases that were actually designed by those women in college that were a part of our mentorship program. Um, And we featured them as the designers and gave um, a portion of the proceeds back to the women that created those phone cases. So it was all about mentorship and education. Um, I was really passionate about it, still am, but 
you know, fast forward, um, discovered Web3, discovered NFTs, um, just as you have, and, and really saw the opportunity to bring that passion that I had for mentorship into a totally different industry. And I'll touch on this in a little bit, but I've read your book, Rebecca. I love it. And um, rule 16, I have to say, Boss Beauties was born with that mentality of um, that rule in your book, have an experimental phase. You know, you never know if you don't try. So I did a pivot in 2021, actually less than a year ago, which is absolutely crazy that the pivot happened 10 months ago and brought that mentorship work into a totally different industry. So what I would love to go into is, you know, you've shared this with me, but as as much as it was fulfilling for you to impact the lives of these girls and do some, you know, really incredible work and activations in the space, it was a struggle. Definitely. Yep. And so when you were struggling in the business and, you know, trying to figure out what are your next steps, what either kept you going or then what made you go, I am going to experiment and I am going to try something new? Because I feel like so many people have trouble admitting maybe something's not working or, you know, they're scared to pivot. Yeah. You know, what kept me going really is actually, to be honest, it was hearing the stories of other women that were just leading, starting companies like yourself, other women entrepreneurs and founders that I would often get inspired and just remind myself to keep going when I would hear stories from other entrepreneurs. You know, I know there are thousands of women reading your book right now and reading, you know, Get Friendly with Failure, where you got that, you got that email from the bank saying the bank said they are done, right? And then in that chapter, you shared how you had tough conversations and really sat down and you didn't freak out, right? You just kept problem solving and kept working. Um, So, you know, what kept me going was reading stories like that, right? There are probably women reading that chapter that you wrote and they're having a similar moment of failure and they want to give up, but they keep going because they can see that you kept going. And so that's what I want to inspire people that might be hearing my story today. Um, I, just like you, Rebecca, I have had so many moments of failure. We both have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've told you this story um, before, but I had this moment where I had like $7, I think, I think $7.21 um, <laughs> in my bank account. And honestly, I wanted to give up, kind of like you might have at for a split second when you got that email that the bank said they were done, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to give up, but, you know, hearing other stories from other women that didn't give up. And then, you know what I did in that moment? I was like, okay, I have this $7.21. I took a screenshot of my bank account, you know, the balance that said $7.21. And I was like, I am going to just keep going. And later... When I've gotten through this situation, I want to share this story. I'll even share the screenshot of that bank account that says $7, you know. Um, But I want to share that to remind someone else that might be feeling like they're failing and they, they need to give up to remind them to keep going. And I think that's what we all need to do for each other is share these stories, like get vulnerable, right? Like 
share these stories in a book, share them at events like you do, you know, the female founder collective at, at all of the events that you host, um, really getting vulnerable and showing that it's entrepreneurship is not glamorous, right? No. I mean, there are moments <laughs> when it is, yeah. but then the next morning something has happened and it's just, it, it feels like you can't make it, but you just got to keep going. So you decide to keep going. How much longer was it before you discovered the world of Web three, and and what even made you go? Maybe I should. Maybe I should do this. Yeah, you know, it was a few years later. I mean, it was. Let me tell you, Rebecca, it was not an overnight thing. <laughs> you know, that moment when I kept going, it didn't just happen the next day or the next month. I mean. It, it was a few years before I started Boss Beauties that all this had happened. And, you know, then we had the pandemic. I mean, as you know, all businesses just had challenges. I mean, had to pivot, right? So when I discovered Web3 and the world of NFTs, I had seen um, how many NFT founders had started NFT collections. And, you know, I saw um, I saw this article. I, I can't remember where it was, but... You know, Forbes, um, Beeple sells his NFT for $69 million. And I mean, all of these crazy stories, at the, they seem crazy at the time. And you know what? I thought, okay, this industry, it is not going anywhere. I saw the amount of money that people were investing and putting into the space to buy NFTs and trade them. And I thought it wasn't just about the money. I want to be really clear about this. But what I thought was that if I could enter this space now and do it and be early, right? When you enter a new space and you're early, you're one of the first movers. There's less of a barrier sometimes, still challenges. Mm-hmm. But, but I thought, you know, what if I could bring some of my passion for mentorship and bring that work into the NFT space and launch an NFT collection? And then I could fund, you know, from that collection, I could donate a portion of proceeds back to scholarships and mentorship programs and and still do some of that work, but really pivot the actual business model to be able to make an impact. So yeah, it was, I will tell you, so many people thought I was crazy. I mean, (laughs) they were like, wait, don't you just take a screenshot of digital artwork? Why would someone buy that. What is an NFT, right? Um, So a lot of people said I was crazy, but you know what I thought? I'll spend a few months and I'll pivot and, you know, start this and launch it. And if if the worst that could happen is that it totally fails and I've just wasted a few months. Um, The good thing is it didn't fail. Um, We launched Boss Beauties after about eight weeks of work really hard work. I mean, we're talking like 20 hour days. I had a newborn baby too, which was also crazy. (laughs) The timing was not perfect. Let me say that. But after about two months of just crazy work, long days, we launched it on September 25th, 2021. And we sold out our collection in 90 minutes, generating about $2.3 million in less than two hours. 
And I want to just be, you know, it wasn't that we didn't spend time before that, you know, the collection sold out in 90 minutes, but that was after two months of very intense work around the clock. But yeah, you know, rule 16 in your book, Rebecca, it paid off. Have an experimental phase. (laughs) So let's talk about that. You go from having $7 in your bank account to working like a crazy person because one doesn't just make $2.4 million in in 90 minutes just with uh, snapping their fingers. What did that feel like after the, you know, the disappointment that can come from what you're doing, not working and, and how did you sort of decide, okay, now, you know, now what do I do? How do I keep this going? Yeah. You know, at first I will say when we were working on Boss Beauties, we did not know, as you said, that it would make it right. We did not know that it would sell out and we would generate that $2.3 million dollars. So we had planned for the launch and we, we had planned, you know, for if it were successful, we definitely had ideas. We had plans. We're like, we're dreaming really big. We want to build this into a global brand. We, there's so much we wanted to do, but we didn't know for sure that that would happen. There were no guarantees. So after we sold out, we already had a rough business plan of building Boss Beauties from that initial collection and the other things we could do with the IP, with partnerships, um, so much more. But that's when we really stepped into action. You know, after we sold out the collection, um, the community was really loyal and really engaged. You know, I've noticed that in the NFT space that, you know, the NFT community, when they find an NFT company or brand that they love, they get really excited. They're very much, it's more so than being customers. It's more that they're almost your brand ambassadors. You know, it feels like they are our family. And so at that point, we started building a, you know, a business plan. And I started talking to other leaders in the space. I ended up having a conversation with Randy Zuckerberg and, We had the best chat and we talked then about her coming on as our advisor and bringing, you know, all of Randy's experience um, in tech and advising high growth startups, you know, bringing that experience to Boss Beauties. So at that time, we really were like, okay, we are going to dig in deep and build this into a global brand. And we want to build a multi-billion dollar company now. You know, that's what we're working on that can also impact women and create change. Um, We've had partnerships now with Barbie, Rolling Stone. Um, One of our NFTs is on display at the United Nations, which is such an honor to see an NFT that's out there as an NFT that's also the physical artwork of it is on display at the UN. So that's been an honor. And yeah, we're building the business. Um, we, we raised venture capital. We, we brought on um, offline ventures, the Female Founders Fund and Serena Ventures, um, which is a huge honor. And Wyden and Kennedy, the global ad agency, is our investor too. Um, but we're ready. You know, we want to scale and we are building a business that can really scale and create change and impact women as well.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. How did you prepare yourself to handle now the influx of these big investors and powerful women and big ad companies coming in? Because I'm sure, you know, as people are flocking to the space, which if, you know, if you're listening, definitely check out Boss Beauties, buy one if you can. But you know, you have this new business and you are, you, now you have the inbound, the inbound that we all dream of, right? Yeah. What did you do to make yourself or be ready for that, for that moment? Yeah. You know, first of all, I love that question, Rebecca. Um, a few things. I, the, the first thing that I would say to answer that question is number one, I feel like I had already been preparing for that moment for years right? Just like you, you know, with your morning after bag, when you, when you had the t-shirt that got on the tonight show and and then it's like the next morning, everyone knew your name. I could, I guess it's, it's a slightly different in that I could prepare to give you designs without thinking about it, but I could have never prepared unless I had my brother at the time to like now run a sophisticated business. Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. I'd say, it took a lot of preparation before. I think, honestly, the last decade yeah. was preparing me in a sense because for years, I was actually working on a pitch to build my previous company. Um, so my social canvas is a different company than Boss Beauties. We have such different... It's a different business model. You know, NFTs weren't even around when I yeah. started my social canvas. But back then... I learned all about how to raise venture capital. Um, actually, I was in one of your cohorts. I learned you know, from the Female Founder Collective. To be honest, I learned so much from attending events and different sessions with investors and all different leaders in, in the startup world, right, that were through the Female Founder Collective. So I think I had always been preparing for that moment a lot of, honestly, a lot of the failures I had in the first decade helped me prepare for today, 
you know, I, I actually saw a lot of startups back then that I knew raising venture capital and not and then not doing well after having all that funding. And so I think that taught me how to budget and how to really think about our finances and how to, you know, just be able to do a lot with a little, with limited resources. So that now when I got to this moment, I had had all this preparation. But but yeah, I think it's also, I've been surrounding myself with other badass women, you know, to work with like Randy Zuckerberg and, you know, all of the work she's done in her career, getting her insight, you know, her feedback, um, t- sharing our business plans with her and our other investors. Um, I'd say it's a team effort, really. And taking all that preparation we did before Boss Beauties, I did anyways, and building it now into how I operate as a founder and a CEO. So if you had to say there were some key lessons that you'd love to pass on and learnings to people that are just thinking about starting a business, or maybe they've started it and it feels like it's a failure, what would some of those key learnings that you've experienced? Yeah, you know, I'd love to leave anyone listening with this piece of advice that goes back into that idea of failure, right? You are going to fail every day almost, right? You're going to fail um, in so many ways where it could be a little failure. You could get an email just like you did, Rebecca, that says the bank is done, or you you might have a $7 moment. You know, maybe there's someone that's listening today that has their own version of the $7 moment, right? Where maybe they don't have a lot of resources in the, in the way of funding in their bank account, but dig in really deep because even if you don't have a lot of money or funding, or even if you don't at first have a lot of connections in that industry, right? There are so many ways that you can get things done. Um, maybe there's a relative you have that could give you advice or has a contact you know, in, in the world of investing, or maybe, maybe your, your relative or your friend knows someone that could give you advice. I mean, I feel like there are so many ways to find resources. You just have to get creative, even if it's not something that is financial necessarily. So that's one piece of advice I would give. And just honestly, never give up. Even if you're having that $7 moment, keep going, you could literally be a few months away or even a day away from that moment that we had in September, where we were able to sell out our collection and, and have our, our moment that we've been, I've been working for for a long time. So honestly, just do not give up. And I would also say, you know, be persistent and have patience, right? I mean, Rebecca, you know, too, Nothing, you're never an overnight success. It might look that way on Instagram or on the, in the press, right? Yeah. But I feel like none of us are really an overnight success. There's so many lessons and hard things that happen, but just keep going. That's the advice I would give. And where do you see taking this? You mentioned you want to be, you know, a billion dollar brand. And for people listening, they're like, wait, how do NFTs become a billion dollar brand? Like where, where do you see going with this? And if you can talk about some of the extensions, you know, what those might be. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with Boss Beauties, we are so much more than an NFT collection, right? I mean, there's there that's how we started. That's kind of our origin story was that we started through our collection of NFTs. Um, and, you know, if anyone's listening that hasn't heard of Boss Beauties, check us out. So we have 10,000 portraits of Boss Beauties, um, really strong, independent women from all different careers. Um, we have CEOs, we have a caregiver, which um, is holding a baby carrier. And, you know, some of those caregivers are also CEOs and women in finance and all different careers. But Really, what I would say is NFTs were really just the start of how we launched. Now, you know, we're really looking to bring our IP and we're already working on this behind the scenes. We can't share all the details, but we're working to bring our IP into other mediums. So thinking about an animated series, you know, how can we bring the IP from our boss beauties and bring it out into toys? A, you know, whether it be a Barbie doll or, you know, a, a TV show or other forms. Um, we, we just had one of our um, Boss Beauties, a character inspired by a Boss Beauty in a Marvel comic book. So soon we'll have that Marvel comic that comes out and you'll see a character that's inspired by one of our Boss Beauties in that comic. Um, so really, you know, looking to bring the IP it's a lot about intellectual property and how we can bring the IP from NFTs and bring it into other industries um, to inspire women to be everything they want to be. So that's, that's one thing. I mean, there's so much more to it that we're working on, um, but definitely, you know, video games, even things of, of that nature, but just bringing it to be more than the NFT as well. And so what would you say to the, the naysayers that, you know, are saying NFTs are dead, crypto's over, this isn't going to last? How do, you, how do you think about that? And how do you prepare for, like, I don't think it's going away. I think the, the market might level out. But what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I definitely, I've been thinking a lot about that. You know, I know that there's a lot of criticism for sure of NFTs, right? And I think also... People hear about the negatives oftentimes, right? Or they might think something about the environment and how NFTs impact that. Or they might oh, hear about some of the scams so that happen. I know. You, know. you know what I read last night? What? If you're, if you're vegan because of climate change, one plane flight basically that a vegan takes undoes all of the climate change they're trying to, to ease by not eating meat. And I was like, thank you. Finally, someone oh my makes goodness. It makes sense. No, I, I think there are so many things we could do daily, right? To yeah. Yeah. make the environment better, right? Like, like you said, you're taking a flight or you're driving a car. I mean, there's so many things that everybody does on a daily basis that impact the environment. So I totally hear what you're saying. Um, but I think, you know, in addition to that, I know people hear about that, that there are scams. And, but I think that that happens in any new industry. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Rebecca, but any new industry is going to have um, a moment where it's a little like the Wild West, where people are going to try to hack things and um, pull out scams. There's cyber attacks. I mean, but I think that happens with anything, right? 
And so there are things that are happening now to try to stop cyber attacks and scams and things of that nature. And I know there are naysayers. But what I would say is that this definitely is not going away. Um, some of the signs I see are, you know, a lot of large brands that are trying to enter the space. You know, we're, um, we launched some NFTs with Barbie and we launched an NFT with Rolling Stone and, you know, a lot of companies right now, I can't share all of them, but many Fortune 100 companies, their CMOs are contacting us right now to partner together. And the, their CMOs are saying, we want to enter the NFT space but we want to do it, just get our toes wet a little bit, right? Yeah. And they want to partner with Boss Beauties. So I think there's a lot of signs. And I think with any financial market or anything in the finance world, of course, we have ups and downs, right? But a lot of the analysts I've been speaking to and people that are really experienced in investing in crypto, they're actually keeping their crypto and holding it because if they take it out now they'll lose some of it, right? But they, they've they done the research and they do believe that it will go back up and NFTs will um, will get out of this like bear market. So that's my feedback. I love it. I'm not a financial advisor, but it's not official advice, but that's my thought. That's fine. I, I, I give lots of medical advice on this podcast and I'm definitely not a doctor. <laughs> I just heard your podcast episode on acupuncture. I was like, oh, I need to... I need acupuncture, by the way. That's that's an episode I was checking out before. It's a, so. it's a good one for sure. I love those ladies. My last two questions would be, what would we be surprised to know about you? Oh my goodness. Okay. You know how I'm going to answer this? I was surprised by Michelle Obama on The Tonight Show and Michelle agreed to have coffee with me. What? Um, so this, I know, I don't know if I've shared this story with you. Um so I think it was back in 2017, right when she was leaving the White House, I was invited to the Tonight Show. <laughs> to speak, to be on it as a guest. So yeah, I'll share the story. And I, okay. I realized now that I brought this up, this might extend this podcast episode for a minute. But um, Oh, that's okay. That's okay. So I was invited on to the Tonight Show, but I didn't know why. It was someone, it was a producer that wanted to invite people onto the show that had a special message. For Michelle Obama. And they thought due to my passion for education, you know, mentorship and girls education, they invited me on. And I didn't know at the time that I was going to meet Michelle. So I get to the Tonight Show, I get to NBC Universal, and they put me um, in this, this room and they said, we want you to record a video to Michelle. So they had this portrait of Michelle sitting in the room. And I just thought, I'm going to read a message to her to the portrait of her, right? I had no idea. So during my message, I said, Michelle, thanks for everything that you're doing for women and girls, you know, at the White House, um, all the initiatives you're doing to support women. And I said, I have a passion for mentorship and girls' education. I said, you know what, Michelle, um, we've never met up. We've never had coffee or lunch. I was like, I'd love to meet you for coffee. So I said, Michelle, will you meet me for coffee? And I was kind of joking because the producer said, make it funny. Jimmy Fallon wants it to be funny. Yeah. So all of a sudden, from behind this curtain, Michelle like runs out oh from behind goodness. the curtain and her portrait. And she's like, Lisa, 
I would love to have coffee with you. She's like, when are we going to meet? And I, I mean, I was really surprised. I feel like it's that element of surprise when something happens. Yeah. Um, I was like, what? I almost, she came over to give me a hug and I almost didn't give her the hug. I was just total in total shock. So that's one thing. I'm like, Michelle, if you're listening to this, you have to meet up me for coffee. And, and Rebecca, we need to meet with her together. Grab a coffee. I mean, totally. How fun is Let's that? Let's do it, right? <laughs> um, and then I'd say I also have been skydiving, by the way. What? Yep, I've been you skydiving. I'm a, I'm a risk taker. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I follow this Instagram called Adrenaline Junkies, and it's all skydiving and people doing like jumping out of hot air balloons. And I'm just like, I could never do that. But my daughter said she's going to do it. So maybe maybe you'll take her. I can take, yeah. Does she need a chaperone? I'll, I'll take her skydiving. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love it. Um, and then what is one piece of advice that you would love to pass on, um, either that was given to you by someone that you admire or that you learned the hard way? Oh my goodness. There's, you know, I just started thinking about lots of advice. It's hard to choose one thing, but you know what I would say is that when you hear, hear the word no, keep in mind that it doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily mean no. It could just mean not yet, right? It doesn't mean never. So that's, I, I would just say, don't take no for an answer, right? Like, and you prob- you've had to do this too, Rebecca. It's like, someone says no, um, be persistent. You know, um, maybe the timing isn't right for that partnership or that collaboration or, to bring on that investor or raise that round of venture capital or whatever it is, but it doesn't mean no necessarily or never. It could mean maybe it's just not going to happen yet and be persistent and don't be afraid to ask again. That's the advice I would share. I love it. And so where can people see these boss beauties and follow you and support you? Yeah. So we are on, our website is bossbeauties.com. And then we're on Twitter and Instagram. Um, actually, Twitter is Boss Beauties NFT. And Instagram just changed our, um, our handle. So that is now Boss Beauties on Instagram. Um, so check us out, you know, follow along with our story. You can also find our Boss Beauties on OpenSea if you want to pick up an NFT. And of course, if they do that, they need to pick up a Boss Beauties and they need to pick up one of your new NFTs, Rebecca, with Mavion. I know you have a collaboration with them, so I have to encourage them to do both. Oh, you're the best. That's one thing I love about Web3 is everyone is so supportive and encouraging, which is awesome. It really is. It's so it's all about collaboration and, and supporting each other. Totally agree. Totally. Well, thank you. It was great to hear your voice. I look forward to seeing you. I don't know when, but soon. I know. I can't wait to see you soon, whether it's at an NFT event or, or maybe, Rebecca, we're going to have coffee. With as, Michelle, as we're right? skydiving, like, yes, yes. That's the next time, right? That's perfect. <laughs> totally. Okay, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. I just wanted to thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I also want to ask you to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a pain in the butt, but it actually helps with search and algorithm. So if you love this podcast, it is an easy 
way to get it more visible and out there. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at Rebecca Minkoff at RM Superwomen and be sure to check out my book, Fearless, The New Rules for Unlocking Creativity, Courage, and Success. Thank you again and you will hear from me next week.